What's up, everybody? Welcome back into another solo episode, another preview solo episode of the Dogs Football Podcast. Here's truly no alerts here. Like I said, I would be Nick out of town this weekend. It's going to be another another solid episode. It's another later episode, so another late release. Uh, work is starting to ramp us ramp up for us this this week, but. Uh, we're we're still gonna give you the content we always do. It's preview Friday. Always we got some recruiting stuff. We obviously got commits playing some playoff football. Um, we got things to go over to go over. We got NFL Salukis. See what they got going this weekend. We'll look around some my bracketology and some other bracketologies like Sam Herders, Sam Herders over there at Hero Sports. Um, look at some FCS games and around the Valley. Then obviously. Got a big game tomorrow in Saluki Stadium. Blackout to cancer game. So we're going to get those black jerseys on. $5 tickets will be available. Um, so that's a big one. This is a big game for us. Obviously, number nine, South Dakota coming into our house. And we got to defend it. We all know what happened last year with the comeback up there on the road. They came back and beat us. So got to revenge that loss. So it's a big one. But like I always do, jumping in right away um, to our commits and a little bit of recruiting. Um, starting here in our home state of Illinois, uh, our linebacker commit, Ben Feigl and the Bulldogs, um, with a big 46 to nothing win in their uh, playoff opener last week. A big game. Probably not a lot of playing time because uh, Ben only recorded five tackles last week. So... Like I said, he's been in double digits every game, so I'm sure he did not play a lot last week, but a big time forty two or forty six nothing win for the Bulldogs. Um uh, tomorrow tomorrow in class seven A, it looks like um uh, the Bulldogs will be at home against Lincoln Way Central, a team that is nine and one on the year, so should be an interesting ball game. Um, definitely, definitely going to be keeping up with it along with our game throughout the day. So good luck to Ben and the Bulldogs up there and Bativa. Um, that's a big, big game in that matchup in a second round matchup up there, um, in class seven, a, so good luck to Ben. Like I said, uh, moving on also in the state of Illinois and our quarterback commit, Jake Curry, and the Edwardsville Tigers, nine and one, improving win over Rust Aurora last week, 35-14. Um, that's a big win for them. Then also up in then in class, they're in class eight A. Um, they get a, a matchup against Glenbard West, um, a really good football team who's eight and two on the year. Losses are to Decimet um and Downers Grove North. So that's going to be a good a good football game tomorrow um, for the Tigers and Jake. Um, see what his coaching staff did not post last week's stats. So uh, should be a good football game um, there in Edwardsville tomorrow in that second round matchup in Class 8A. Our next guy, um, Mount Carmel, Blaine Sissons, who um, I think we, we retweeted this week, but he continues to hit some records books. He 
um, posted his season stats so far. Also, um, he has 2,748 all-purpose yards, 36 touchdowns through 10 weeks. He is a, uh, Already owns the Mount Carmel record for total career offensive yards. He's now moving up state's all-time list following the win last week. Um, 8,064 career yards. That's 18th all-time in the state of Illinois. So Blaine, the all-purpose guy, has been moving up the rankings quickly. Um, They get a win over – a close win over a local team last week, Bitten. Um, Like I said, we mentioned that last week. Um, but Blaine, their team did not post their stats either. But uh, they got a they got a home game this week again um, in Class Three A, Mount Carmel, Hulse, Sullivan, Oka Oka Valley, Bethany. So a co-op up there, a four-five matchup. Um, if 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 Blaine and his team wins, um, if everything holds true, if the seeds holds true, uh, Mount Carmel will get to take a trip down here. Uh, next Saturday in the quarterfinals, they play DeCoin if those records – or if the seeds hold true and DeCoin holds on long, holds on against a really good Tolono Unity team. So definitely think something to consider to make a trip up to see uh, Blaine next week. I'm sure him and Coach Hill will go back and forth a little bit and be going at it there. Then over in the state of Indiana, uh, one of our guys over there, Quinton Boke and his team still undefeated coming off a first round victory against Bedford North Lawrence, 42 to six. Um, then they are playing tonight, playing tonight against eight and three Evansville Memorial in the next round. Uh, that is the sectional championships in this one. We already saw this matchup earlier in the year against these two Quinton's team did win that game 34 to nothing. So, Hopefully Quentin and his team stays undefeated and he gets that that offensive line and Quentin gets things going. Then also uh up in Iowa, our one of our newest commit and our guy Parker Getter and the Glenwood Rams, eight and two on the year. Um coming off a twenty one nothing win against Norwalk last week. Um they're on to the next round up there. In the playoffs, where they are in the quarterfinals against a Bondurant Faryar team, um, so Bondurant is nine and two on the year. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Parker and his teams got a tough matchup. Like I said, that will take place tomorrow. So up there in Class Four A in the state of Iowa, down in Kentucky, our guy Lucas McDaniel's. Coming off a 52 to 22 win, um, they play in the next in their first round matchup. They play North Oldham in a matchup we already saw this year, where they took care of business. So, expecting Lucas and his team take care of business. Uh, also down in Kentucky, our guy Et Harris, quarterback commit, coming off a loss last week in their last game of the year. Three losses in a row for this Kentucky Country Day team after starting eight, off 8-0 eight to a Henry County team that was really good, 34-24. They get Fulton County in the first first matchup of the playoff bracket and currently up 43 to nothing at halftime. So E.T. and his offense um, all, all clicking on all senators in 1A 
in playoff matchup number one. So going to look like if they win, they get to that second round matchup next week against a Caverna team or a Bethlehem team who can KCD did beat uh, Bethlehem earlier in the year. So matchup to maybe watch out for also down in Kentucky, our guy, Nate Tronzo and that defensive end commit his team coming off a 38, nothing win to finish the year. They get Meade County in opening matchup, and they are currently up 31 nothing at halftime. So looks like Nate and his team is going to cruise to the next round or to the second round of those playoff matchup where they will see um, probably St. Xavier in that matchup. So that's something to watch out, St. Xavier. A 8-3 football team who we got to see play Trinity earlier this year, and Trinity beat them 45-10. to 10, So Nate and his team would have a favorable matchup in that second round. Our guy Tyrese Reed over in Missouri, Webster Groves, first-round matchup last week against Farmington. They took a 22-16 loss in that one. So Tyrese ends a solid senior year for him individually. Um, not the season Webster's Webster Groves wanted to have, but the statesman in their uh, playoffs early in that one. Then one more guy that could cover. And obviously um, in in the state of Kentucky also, back to the state of Kentucky, and our guy, Jack Lindsay, six and four in the year, coming off a 34 to six win. They get Ohio County tonight. Um, just starting to kick off. Ohio County's one and nine on the year. So expect Owensville to move to the second round in this one in class five, a down there in Kentucky. Then a guy down in Mississippi, um, obviously Dena Mitchell, our cornerback connect quarter cornerback commit, um, who won last night 35 to three over Clinton. So a big time win for the Jags and Denham last week. They start playoffs next week against Lewisburg, who is seven and three on the year down there in class seven A in the state of Mississippi. And obviously our other tight end our tight end commit, Aiden Morardi, um and Oswego East failed to make the playoffs. Um, but a really solid season for once these guys seasons wrap up, we'll definitely have a episode talking about how the commits did this year and eventually we'll get to signing day and see how they do and other than that some recruiting stuff we know we offered a guy today and a guy that's visited and we've been keeping an eye on Peyton Brown got an offer today I think if we can get him to play coming here he is a monster um, over there in Hillsboro that'd be one to watch um, he just continues to have a great season just if we can get him if he comes here running back, linebacker, not sure exactly what he'll play over here. I know he did take a visit to uh, Missouri State um, last week, so that's one to keep an eye on. I really like Peyton Brown. If we could add him to this class, it just makes it even better. Then other than that, recruiting-wise, not much going on. We're probably in on some guys lately, but um, – some portal guys. I know last week, uh, linebacker from Northwestern State, Jared Pedraza. Um, we offered him in the portal already. So that's two linebacker, two portal linebackers we've already offered. Um, 
Then another high school guy, Ethan Maddox, 6'4", 230-pound. Middle linebacker we offered last week as well. So just another guy to keep your eye on down there out of Dallas, Georgia. So other than that, got a lot of guys playing high, high school state playoffs right now. So got to add to this. We've seen it in seen it in the last couple of classes, a lot of winners, a lot of deep playoff runs, and that's what we expect out of this one. So a lot of our guys are going to continue their 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 high school careers and finish strong this year. So best of luck to all those guys. Now we got some big games in the playoffs around here. Um, I know in Murfreesboro they got a big game tomorrow at home. So going to be a good one. Um, then jumping into NFL Salukis, um, we know Craig James and the Eagles will get to play the Dallas Cowboys tomorrow. That's a big time matchup, the one to watch. Uh, Jeremy Chin and Jeremy Chin, we know he's hurt, gonna be out, but his Panthers play the Colts. Uh, Michael Pruitt and the Falcons they host the Vikings, so that's a who, which team gets over 500 there. So that's what our NFL Salukis then. Then look at my bracketology real quick. Give you guys some updates, see what it's looking like um, after a win like last week. Obviously, going to be a good one. I still have us playing um, in the first round, having an OVC champion, UT Martin, come to Southern Illinois. And as of right now, if we would, if we were to win that next matchup, I have us going on the road to Delaware. So that'd be an interesting matchup. Remember last time, I think we played Delaware was when I was a little kid and we hosted Joe Flacco in the blue hens of Delaware. So that'd be a cool matchup to look at what everybody else, what somebody else has over at by Sam Herder and at hero sports. He has the Slukies as the top eight seed, number eight seed. Um, that'd be a first round buy and an automatic home game. That'd be really incredible. I know Sam's been up and down. Last week he had us as the 23rd team, the second to last team in. And now after that win last week on the road, just blowing a team out, he jumps us up to an eight seed. And we have a really good matchup with South Dakota. With South Dakota with their loss last week, um, it doesn't really surprise me. So it's going to be up and down, see what happens. I mean, definitely jump up for me. If we win this week, we'll probably jump up to an eight seed. But this is a big game. Then around the FCS, what games we got going on? We know right now Princeton's playing Dartmouth. If you're an Ivy League football, watch a little bit of that. Speaking of Delaware, they host Elon. That's a really good matchup tomorrow at noon. Uh, Sony Books on the road at Monmouth. Villanova at New Hampshire is one to watch. That's a really good football team. Uh, William Mary at Albany. Furman at Chattanooga is one to watch. Uh, Robert Morris plays SEMO. Um, just looking around other ones, UT Martins at Tennessee Tech. See if they stay on the top of uh, the OVC. Western Carolina and Wofford matchup. Cal Poly, Eastern Washington. Looking later in the day. Eastern Kentucky hosts Austin P. That's a really big matchup. Sacramento State, Montana is the, one of the big ones of the week, other than ours and a couple more in the Valley. So, Look around the valley real quick, what we have, what the matchups are. We know we got our game, but we got another big game, obviously. Youngstown, Indiana State. Hey, those pesky sycamores, I'm telling you, have been giving teams fits for somehow keeping games way closer than they should be. 
Uh, the Penguins have to travel to Terre Haute, so that should be an interesting matchup. Expect the Penguins to be able to pull away from the Sycamores maybe a little bit with their style of play, but that's one to watch. Uh, North Dakota gets their first trip down to Murray State. That's a fun trip to go play a really bad team. Um, Western Illinois gets to travel to the Uni Dome and play the Panthers. Illinois State on the road to Missouri State. See if Illinois State can keep their playoff hopes alive, especially with you and I and North Dakota and Youngstown slipping a little bit. Then obviously the other the other biggest game of the week around the FCS, North Dakota State on the road at South Dakota State. Uh, I mean, North Dakota State, we all thought, man, maybe they're not as good this year, but um, they continue to be strong, 6-2 and two on the year. Um, how they got handled earlier in this year against some other teams, but now it's going to be interesting. I'm not sure wonder what the line's going to be in that one. We know earlier this year, North Dakota State struggled a little bit, um, got beat at home against the South Dakota team we play tomorrow. Um, then they turn around, dominate Missouri State. Um, then they get a loss on the road at North Dakota by 49-24. Then they turn around, beat a Western team. And then last week, they blow out Murray State. So, like, they've had their tough games, and they haven't fared well in those tough games. But then they just blow out teams, kind of like what we're doing. We haven't haven't really – I mean, besides, we played South Dakota State really well. But North Dakota State just hasn't been – hasn't fared well in big key matchups, it feels like, this year. So, that's definitely one to watch tomorrow at 2 o'clock. So, We'll be at halftime for probably the kick of that one. They'll be one to watch at halftime and see what's going on there. Um, so let's jump into these South Dakota Coyotes, a team that has had a really good year. I mean, their only loss, they have an FBS loss at Missouri to start the year. Watch that game, 35-10. Missouri's proved some people wrong this year. Then obviously last week's loss, Against South Dakota State, 37-3. to I mean, at home, getting beat like that. Um, at, least, at least we are, we kept ours respect, respectable and played South Dakota State better than anybody besides Montana State. So that's interesting there. I mean, just to see what they've been doing. Their offense is putting up 23 points a game, only allowing 17. Um, on the ground, they're getting about 146 yards, but they're giving up 156 yards per game on the ground hopefully maybe that's where we can see what we can do there they're only throwing the ball 180 for 186 yards per game offensively so they're obviously their quarterback bowman aiden bowman that came in at halftime last year of our game and led that second half comeback so that's one to watch out for the lefty that besides two picks last week takes care about takes care of the football and has 10 touchdowns on the year he had some really good re- receiving targets. I mean, Carter Bell is one of the best receivers in this league. Has 500 yards on the year already, four touchdowns, averaging about 62 a game. Um, he's really good. J.J. Galbraith, another good receiver, has four touchdowns also on the year. Um, then they have they have two good running backs. The, the Bell Cow back, Travis Tice, has – 600 yards on the year, four touchdowns, averaging about 75 a game. Nate Thomas, also another good running back. And um, Charles Pierre is another one that those three guys, Travis Tice, the lead guy. So obviously 
offensively, they take care of the football a little bit. And besides Bauman's two picks last week, they take care of it. They run hard. It's any other, just like to any other Dakota school, they're, they're going to be, it's going to be the line of scrimmage game. And um, we got to take care of that defensively really quick. Like, like I said, giving up 17 points a game, they play each quarter pretty close. Like they like to be in, in slow tempo games a little bit. So it's going to be a very physical football game tomorrow over there in Saluki stadium, but defensively uh, led by Brock Mogensen, um, 73 tackles on the year. Really good player um, for at linebacker for this team. Just a guy that's been there for a couple of years and just really, really groomed, um, groomed right there at 6'2", 235 in the middle of that defense. Another guy, uh, Dennis Shorter is a really good, really good football player in that DB room for them. A guy that's been there a little bit uh, coming from down there in Daytona Beach, Florida. Guy we've been watching for a while he's a really good player uh steven hillis in that defense 53 tackles on the year has a couple qb hits has some pass breakups um leading on their team they have six interceptions of the defense this year so just gonna be like i said any other dakota school matchup just a physical game line of scrimmage is key um we try to get revenge um to that comeback loss on the road last year. This team's have split the last eight meetings, four and four since the beginning, or they split the eight meetings starting back in 2014, four and four. Obviously, the last three meetings have been taking place in Vermilion. So last two, two, two touchdown deficit last year to beat SIU coming back, Adam Bowman. Um, so that ended SIU's five-game winning streak. In 2021, um, the Salukis forced four turnovers and played turnover-free ball and beat itself to beat South Dakota 2022 and obviously the opening round of the playoffs a couple of years ago. Obviously, Nick Baker rewriting record books. This is going to be a really good football game. Let's see what we can do. Defensively, we know this elite defense is going to show up. It's third in the nation in run defense, third in the nation in sacks. 15th in the nation in interceptions. I mean, defense ranks number one in the Valley, top 10 in the nation. Um, leads the Valley in rushing defense, passing efficiency defense, seventh in the nation in points allowed at 16 a game, seventh in yards. So this defense is going to show up. Obviously, it's the other side of the football we've been talking about, the inconsistencies. They put up points against the bad football teams and the, the casual fans think this offense is fixed, but that's truly not the case. We just we we take advantage of the bad football teams. I mean, last week we win like we did, but we're still three of ten on third down. Our third down offense is one of the worst in the country. We only convert on thirty percent of the time. That's twelfth in the conference, a hundred and third in the nation. Um, but if you look at on that defensive side of the football. We're third in the Valley. We only allow 34% third down conversion rate, 24th in the country. So we're really good offensively, really good down on, really good on fourth down, fourth in the conference, eighth in the nation at 74% conversion rate. Um, so just one of those things. 
can we get it done? That offensive side of the ball, obviously Nick Baker's setting setting records and finding his groove. Deontay Cox been battle battling injuries. Um, just guys, we gotta find it the the step up. It's blackout the cancer game. Nick's Nick's preview. He texted me earlier today. He has us a twenty four to eighteen win. He said Nick gets his revenge on them with 250-plus passing yards and two touchdowns to be his offensive dog of the game. Then defense, he said P.J. cements himself as a Buck Buchanan finalist as dog defensive player of the game with his first interception of the year and a couple TFLs. I think this is a game where P.J. definitely um, can put himself, and when we know he's on the Senior Bowl watch list, um, so this is going to be a big football game. This is where offense is going to have to show up in this one. Um, I think first team to 20 wins this football game. I think Nick being in that 24, 24 to 18 range is a pretty good spread. If I were to put a spread on this one, um, I would say dogs will be favored by probably, I'm going to say five and a half. Um, I'm not, not sure it's quite a touchdown yet um obviously vegas usually gives a home team three points be favored by so this is number nine versus number 10 number nine on the road at number 10 i would pick the offensive player of the game um i'm gonna go if he's back healthy i'm gonna go row elliott we got to get him going on the round green if he's healthy get him LaShawn lester and that offense line going but row um back healthy 100 percent expect row to go for 100 plus and two touchdowns in that one. Um, so if we can get that and what Nick's going to say about Nick Baker, that'd be really good. Defensively, I'm going to go with Guy. It's been kind of quiet this year, but having a really strong season, Branson Combs, linebacker, I think he can uh, maybe turn over Mr. Bauman tomorrow and get a pick for him, uh, for himself, and turn this Coyote offense over and – we got to win that turnover battle. Then obviously we can say it every week, special teams, dog of the game. Um, Nick did not text me one, but I'm sure he'd agree. Um, and games like this got to flip that field. So obviously Mr. Torney coming off a good week last week. Let's keep it going. Consistency, buddy. Um, got to get it going. Like I said, it's going to be blackout to cancer, $5 tickets. According to the website, hopefully a big game. Fill up that Saluki Stadium. We know know there's a lot of local football teams in high school playing some football games, but it's blackout to cancer. Expect it to be a good one wearing those black jerseys to obviously for the cause. So expecting a good one tomorrow at 1, 1 p.m. Obviously, Nick is out of town. I hope um, I have a good day at work tomorrow so I can get over there. If not, I will definitely be tuning in. And watching every second of it, and I will be running the tweets once again. So Nick will be back. Talked about Sunday. We will have a recap um, of this football game. Hopefully we come out on top. It's a big one. So till Sunday, Nick will be back. Remember, go dogs.